Got Carwell in the house. Super excited to have him on. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Good, good. Chilling. Yeah, we um. So we have one of our previous guests. We had another another battle buddy of ours, uh, Murdoch. Actually, um, we were talking to him, and he he he. You know, we brought up Red Platoon and all the guys in Red Platoon, and uh, he mentioned your name, and um, yeah. So we like he mentioned your name, and asked, and we asked if he can get you on, and and before you know it, here you are. So. I'm glad. I mean, you're a busy man. I know you're a busy man. You got got 19, 19 month old and firefighter. So we're gonna get into all that. So uh, welcome, welcome to the show, dude. I'm, I'm glad you're here, dude. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. I'm excited. <laughs> let's get it going, dude. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get right into it. We like to uh, like to just start out and ask you, man. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and say what's up to the folks, the the six people that listen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We love all six of you, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, name's Nick Cardwell. Uh, here from uh, Rural Hall, North Carolina. Uh, well, I moved, well, moved to Kernersville, North Carolina. My wife's a perfect here. So, um, going to stay close to the line of work. Uh, you know, we work 24 hours. Not bad with a half That's about it. My day off, it's daddy day full time, bro. <laughs> I know that. I know that. <laughs> Dang, dude. So, um, so the, you know, the the whole purpose behind behind the Veteran Chat Project. Um, uh, I don't know if you listened to other episodes, but you know, we we found that, um, and not not to not to knock or diss any of these other podcasts out there. We love them, but. You know, there's there's all these platforms and stuff about these, uh, you know, the special forces guys and those rangers, those those hard hard knock, you know, dudes. Yeah, and they, they t- they're they're out there telling their stories when they get out, and you know how banged up they get, and um and all the scars they get, both both visible and invisible. And I, you know, me and Kyle were just sitting there, me and Turner were were sitting there talking about like we need we need to do that for for our guys, for those guys that joined like we did, did four years, eight years, two years, three years, twenty years. And um, you know, we just did those regular jobs, you know. Yeah. And um, we we came out scarred too, you know. As much as I hate to admit it, sometimes we came out scarred too. And the, the whole purpose of this entire project is to let everyone know, like you know, you might you might not have jumped out of airplanes, but I guarantee you got the same scars as I do. You just can't see them. Absolutely. It's always it's always scars that is something always. Yeah. So, um, so Carwell joined. Uh, what, what? When did you join the army? So, so I joined in two thousand and nine. Uh, my senior year in high school, all I did was party. Right, party, nice. party, party. Uh, <laughs> we, 
my buddy, my buddy uh, Tyler and I, we had to go take our SATs on a Saturday, and we party like fucking crazy Friday night. Drunk, uh, drove, hung over a shit, smoked a bowl in the parking lot, went and took our fucking SATs, and I thought they the scores were still fourteen hundred, but I guess they like just changed them like to twenty four hundred. It's so, like I got my scores back. It was like ten forty, and I was like, "Dude, yes." And he's like, "No." You don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I got fifty percent. Like, fuck. <laughs> I literally had no plan, and so uh, our senior skip day was four twenty, and so I went to the recruiting office and uh, going right there. Uh, the recruiter came to my house a few weeks later, and my dad signed the paperwork. Uh, I was 17, and um, yeah, I graduated high school, you know, had the summer, and then, uh, September 9th, 2009, I was picked off Fort Knox. Damn. Um, yeah, dude, it was, I turned, so like, when I got to Fort Knox, I was like, what the fuck did I get my Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that first day when they started, like, they shark attack you on the bus, and you're like, what? No. <laughs> It's all worth it, though. It's all worth it. This man, like, idiot. It's if it wasn't for the army, like, there's no telling where I'd be at. Right now. Like, absolutely, know. yeah. It's good to hear. I bet there's a lot of people that can honestly uh, say the same thing. You know, that's it's like a huge. It's it's one of the common themes uh, across the joining when you ask people like, you know, why'd you join? Like when you get them to, to get to ask the real the real answer, you know. It was either this or, you know, jail and a lot of times, you know, like either this or I saw myself going in a completely different direction. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, it gives you that discipline uh, that you need to kind of go about life, which is great, you know. Uh, you take take from it what you get from it and, you know, move on and enjoy the rest of your life. Uh, so yep. you did, so when we met you, you were what, you were 18 then when you showed up to Heavy Company? Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were that young. <laughs> I had no idea. I will never forget when I was walking. Uh, it was me and Labyrinth. We mm-hmm. was walking something. Thousand, I remember like it was yesterday. You were to the right, right of us. And I don't know who said it. I know you did. But somebody yelled out fresh. Welcome to the jungle, baby. <laughs> I didn't sleep at all that night. Like, I was just... <laughs> oh, like, come on. Oh, uh, oh shit. Not... That's hey, great. Dude, yeah, but heavy company, man. That's the fucking best company in the army, man. Did you realize the next day you were like, yo, these dudes are actually cool as shit. <laughs> like... dude, I'll never forget, man. Like, family, uh, he was my gunner well, for Star Rula. Uh, I fucking was hanging out with Eric. Like, that's the fight. That I remember, like, it was like my first week. I was like, I smoked spice out of the fucking court. And then, like, Monday, was, like, drug test. First fucking day. I was like, I was free. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> That's funny how many people were smoking that shit, dude. Uh that was just was going around huge at that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
but and there were like, so many different styles of that shit too. I remember like people people with different gas stations were making different brands or whatever. And I, yeah. and I won't say uh, his name because he's still enlisted. But I remember one of our buddies up there in the barracks smoked some dude, and he was like, he's like, I don't know, man. I was in my shower like shaking, like I was like about to throw up. I felt worse than I ever felt in my life. He's like, I'd never touch that shit again. <laughs> And then, uh, that's when I was pretty much like, well, I'm done with it too. Cause the shit he showed me had like little mushroom looking deals in it. I'm like, well, what the fuck are we smoking, dude? Like, why not just smoke weed? And then, <laughs> well, guess what happens to me? Yeah. I smoke weed. I got kicked out, but the writing was on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, well, I'm sure y'all, we're going to get into that, but I, I just felt like, you know, the army completely changed, like Oof. once we in Iraq. Like you know what I mean. Like it just, especially it, our unit. Yeah. I mean, it it took things to the extreme. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah, it was um, yeah. To to go back a little, <laughs> I remember. I don't know if you remember Carwell, but I remember we were we're in the barracks room or we're in the barracks and. And like we, it was a Friday night or something, and we had planned going out somewhere, and like it was like you going, I'm going, are you going, I'm going, and it was like your first or second weekend, and you were just like you were all high about like yo, this company is the shit, y'all are the shit, y'all are awesome. He's like, where are you from? I was like, South Carolina. He's like, North Carolina. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this place. We went and got shit face somewhere. I don't know. Like it was, it was, it was all, it was a bunch of people from Heavy Company. It was a good time. Probably because, Storm's house. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> or his like, bar. The chick I was dating at the time, like, she, I guess, was blowing up my phone like crazy. And that's when, I don't remember, like, I woke up in the barracks the next morning. My ID's, like, on the, my fucking cat car was beside me. I was like, dude, what the fuck happened? And come you to got that out, one important piece of equipment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Man, he called my freaking my ex at the time, dude, and told her everything, bro. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I don't know if you remember that. I remember, like, I remember you, you were like smoking his ass or said something. He's gonna smoke his ass for doing that or some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. Dang, dude. Yeah, that was that was that was like that 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 y'all's group of guys were definitely like um, because y'all's group of guys were the next group of guys after after us, really, right? Yeah, yeah. And Pretty much. yeah, Whoa. it was good. It was good to yeah. see. It was good to see. I mean, like that new, first batch of new blood after yeah. well, Henny had showed up and he was like the first one, like the first new private we got when we got back from Iraq after everyone had gone about their ways and then they just slowly started coming in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we started. I mean, yeah, but at one point we had like 34 people in the company or some shit like that. Yeah, and our white was... platoon was like me, Sergeant Plummer, and Morrison and Numi. Yeah, it was like it was it was. There were more there were more guys that I liked than than guys I didn't like. There was like two guys maybe out of that whole crop that I was like, "You're a shit bag. You're a piece of shit." <laughs> yeah, dude. And then you remember like Marino, Marino and Dunton came in like. Mm -hmm out in like a three weeks like after we i did so uh yeah that, that was a good time man. Um, uh, 
Yeah, there, there was a string of new guys that came in that I like. I was wondering, um, like Carlo was the first one. He came in. I was like, why the fuck is he a tanker? He's like seven foot tall compared to, to compared to me. And then like looking at all these. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, true. That's true. Whatever. But, like everyone was coming in tall as shit, and I was like, oh my god. But yeah, it was it was it was good to have that fresh fresh crop of new guys, and because I don't know, I felt like I could actually do something or teach something, but. Yeah, so we went, so, Carl, what, what year was that again? I mean, probably 2009. Oh, yeah. So you came in 2009, 2010, and then um, we deployed shortly after yeah. that, didn't we? We went to NTC, we deployed, yeah. went to Iraq. How was, uh, how would you sum up Iraq for you? My personal opinion, I, I I personally believe like our war was just fucking political. Like that's all it was. Like, and that's why I always tell people it's just it was just straight politics. Like that's and, all and it I hate was. Advise I mean, and assist. Yeah. The the hearts and minds. I always tell people fuck their hearts and fuck their minds. Like straight up. <laughs> All that did was change the rules, man, and really put handcuffs on on the way we were allowed to defend ourselves in any kind of situation. Yeah. So it made it made that deployment harder because we were terrified. Not only like if we're gonna get shot at, or like if we're even gonna be allowed to shoot back, you know, because it was preached hard. Like if you know, oh, if if they're if if you see them digging a roadside bomb. And they put their shovel down, they're no longer a threat. Or if you see them shooting you with an AK-47, visibly see them, um, but they put their AK down, they're no longer a threat. Yeah. But, like, what's yeah. to stop them from picking the AK up and getting the next batch of guys that come through? You know, that's what always bothered me is, like, why can't we just handle it? Yeah. And, dude, like... <laughs> remember when it was uh, our fourth platoon and like they were going through that fucking IP checkpoint and that little kid on the back had that RKG and hit the, the fourth big of that. You remember that? Hit the turret, fucked that dude up. Or, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, and so like a lot of us who ever gone, like I can't think of his damn name. He can't. That's because it was when the it was you because you remember in Iraq we had four platoons. It was because uh, Lieutenant Fox yeah, took a green platoon. Yeah, it was like the route clearance. But I can't think of the dude's name. Is didn't they bring didn't they bring a lot of guys from the forty third or some shit like that? Or? Yeah, there was a, so yeah we attached. Uh, that happened both both deployments too. Uh, they basically just would they detached the uh, platoon to us to be basically under us. So like they were forty third, but they were. Also, you know, they were heavy company because they, yeah. they reported to, you know, our command at that time. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, they were 4th Platoon, Green Platoon. And yeah. they usually, yeah, they got stuck on route clearance. We actually, I did talk to uh, Cazares. He's going to he's gonna be on Ghost, Old Ghost Custom Art. We just got to get yep. him confirmed on a date. But he's going to be on soon, which I'm excited about because I don't know if you've seen, but he did a bunch of mural artwork up at uh grunt style at their like main headquarters no i didn't was, see that he was one of he was one of the guys on that route clearance platoon uh he's yeah. super good artist the one i got that 
that print right there is one of his artwork. Okay. In the dark. Zoom, let's see if you can zoom in on it. You, uh... Nah. No. Nope. <laughs> What's that? What's that? Use the door. Doing what? The hoodies. The t-shirts. Oh, yeah. You still don't Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, are shit till next Monday. So they're still for sale till next Monday. Collect the money, and then we send off the money for the order. So it's like drop shipping, basically, through, um, through our buddies over at Anheuser Designs. Shout out Trevi, Trevor Murphy over there. Getting yeah. Waiting anxiously to print us some shirts and hoodies, dude. And, uh, I don't know if you ever wore a New Era hoodie before, but that shit is nice, dude. I bought one three years ago with it from a different company, and that's still like my favorite hoodie. Just the way it fits. Yeah. I'm pretty particular. Yeah. But yeah, I, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So. Yeah. What were you saying? What were you saying about that that incident there with the with the kid? But do you remember when they threw that grenade, that RKG, and hit the turret, right? So, like, you know, I tell people, again, it goes back to politics. That's how our war was, nothing but politics. But, like, you know, a lot of the guys at the firehouse laugh. They think I'm joking, but I'm, like, I'm being for real. When I tell them, like, when we gun, we'd get those big-ass fucking rocks and put them up there in the turret because those little fuckers would throw rocks at us. And I said, we'd sit down those little kids in the head, man, with fucking rocks. And they're like, dude, are you for real? I'm like, Yeah. You don't know if that fucking kid. Yeah, that's called returning fire. Exactly. Shoot him so we fucking throw rocks. He's, he's testing his range. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's got a rock that weighs just about as much as this grenade, and he's just seeing yeah. how far he can throw it. And he wants to get maximum. Yeah. My kill. boss has said, I can't I can't throw this bullet downrange, so I'm going to throw this rock downrange. They say quick. shit about the rock. Yeah. Or Nichols used to. Oh, yeah, that boy used to fucking chuck some rocks, man. <laughs> he used to, that was his favorite. Someone was riding our ass, and I just kabow because he was the four, you know, the, the back. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, dude, sorry to keep interrupting me. All night. <laughs> so, um, so we had that deployment for we were gone for what, like a year. How was how was the, how was the year? I mean, you I mean, uh, you said it felt political to you, but overall, like, um, when you coming back after that entire year, how did it feel for you? Dude, like. So I'll, I'll say this. So like, I went home on R and R. I think like in May of 2011, and you know before then, like we lost Finch. What 2000 December 8, 2010? Yeah. Uh, so like you know, obviously like we would get hit with rockets and mortars, uh, and it seemed like it was every other day, or like that was like a, our alarm clock almost. It seemed like, but. You know, I, I tell people when I came back, like when I was going back off the of R and R, like I just had this gut feeling, like, like shit was like gonna kick off, and I'm not saying it did, but to me, it almost feels like it, it did. I know y'all seen worse, but I, I don't know. It just seems like shit just started building up. But you know, after deployment, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, I made it or we made it, you know. Um, I mean, I guess that's really it in a nutshell. I mean, 
as best as I can yeah, describe. Yeah, I feel like that 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 deployment was tough, dude. Just on the fact, that, like you said, like it was super political, and the and and that the the amount of times that we got indirect fire there, bro, was insane. Like we would literally like it almost just felt like oh we're waiting for it like just waiting to die dude like i even think there was that one uh, that one major that landed uh like you know in their chew you know like oh no i'm sorry that was actually the deployment before that was at merez i think or diamondback um but i always thought about that every time we got indirect fire i'm like man this thing just come right through my chew when i'm sleeping i never even know it you know Well, you remember but there was, that was just, and then that's just the thing that you can go to sleep thinking about that and just yeah. sleep like a baby still. Well, it wasn't. No, I'm I pretty, can't though. I, I remember there was like five dudes from regimental headquarters troop that got hit while they were sleeping in their shoes. Uh, yeah. Mean, but I tell you what, though, I do got a story. The very first, me and Dutton were like, we're roommates over there in the shoes. So like, the very first day or the time we got indirect fire, like we woke up, dude, we were like just running all over the fucking shoes trying to find like put clothes on or something you know and tearing up dude and i i laugh dude i swear i thought sergeant rulez was like bring your items like to to the bunker like bring them so like i run out like i left my board in the fucking shoe i grabbed my pistol no magazine i just grabbed the pistol and then like dunton grabbed his m4 and we, we get to the choose, and I'm like, yeah, Sergeant Rulez is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? I'm like, I, I I don't know. He's like, are you going to fucking shoot it out of the sky? Like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot, man. I'm like, I was just wow. like, just get there, man. Get your ass into a bunker. What are you doing? <laughs> like, I'll never forget that. Like, I didn't even grab my fucking rifle. I just grabbed the fucking no. All right, let's go. With no fucking magazines, I was like, whatever. But you learn. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, y'all can. I don't know if y'all can. Uh, y'all tell me if you agree or not. But um, or Kyle, um, I feel like that de- that deployment to me was probably the toughest deployment, just because I went on two other deployments after that when I when I went to first ID. But that second one of mine with third ACR was probably the toughest for me because it was twelve months in Iraq. And it's like you're. I mentioned this before in other podcasts, but you just like you're. We were geared up for twelve months, just like Dude, itch, well, itching, too. itching to fucking like. I I, I hate yeah. to be, so you know, but we're itching just just to kill somebody, just because you know. Well, I remember fucking tight. I forgot, bro, especially white platoon. <laughs> yeah, I, we were. I, well, there was an NCO that told strong. me. It was either is that is that the first sergeant or the commander? It was senior NCO. Was like you were. They 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 were, they were telling me like, about you know what the. Like, do you know what the uh, like the number one job of the of a tanker is? Like, what is it? Like, the number one job of a tank is to destroy the enemy. It's like, so we're here to kill the enemy with yeah. four tanks. <laughs> That's it for the whole company or for, for the like company. the regiment. <laughs> and, <laughs> the and, and just so, so yeah, I think personally, I think that that deployment was the toughest for me just because I was I sat there every day like, all right, we're gonna go, we're gonna go drive like five hours out to to God knows where. And just mm. watch this old man teach these guys how to farm, and just like be on the lookout, waiting to get shot at, and then nothing oh, happened. Mister, what was his name? Um, <laughs> Mister Stickles. Yeah. No, and then, oh my god. Nothing, and then it was like on repeat for three hundred, <laughs> on repeat for three hundred sixty-five days, and you get back, and and you know, and then so the reaction. What the fuck was that? Yeah, you you know? at, the, the reaction you get, reaction you get from post deployment checkup is like, 
well, nothing happened, right? I was like, yeah, but mom fucked up, man. I was like, god dang. Yeah, like, I never, it's hard to, like, let go of that tension that you, you know, you wind up. It's like a spring. You got to, now you got to, you know, you got to release that tension somehow. And fuck, man, like, yeah, it definitely was a little tougher, I think, um, just because of that aspect. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we we spent time, we spent a lot of time and a lot of money um, teaching them how to farm, teaching them how, I remember we, uh, not built, but we like, we gave them a shitload of computers in that library, and I remember, I can't remember what platoon it was, but like someone took a brick, someone threw a brick at somebody while they were going into the library, like towards the end of the deployment, or uh, like once they found out we were leaving, and then there wasn't anybody replacing the, they were replacing us physically, but they weren't taking over the jobs that we were leaving them so basically like the projects that we worked on were getting you know oh sorry pulling the plug new projects new hearts new minds you guys are fucked yeah. and uh and they were pissed dude and i remember like you said dude it really did kind of turn up there at the end because they're like why the fuck why would you just bring us all this stuff show us all this thing um just to leave uh you know just to leave and never really actually you know, you leave a lot of soldiers wondering what the hell they were there for at that point in time. And you know, I mean, we're we're escorting one-star generals to an oil field that's ran by the Chinese that we're not even allowed to go into. But that's like, you know, what was that? You know, <laughs> you remember when Six Nine came and replaced us? Like, we, for us, I don't remember any kind of contact at all when I was cooked. Once we crossed the Tiger River, like I don't remember anything. And it was like their first week there, dude. Those two dudes got fucking blown up and killed by an ID. Like, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, muted. No, <laughs> it might be my phone, man. I don't know. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, that um, yeah, that was uh, that's tough. I remember my 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 first appointment. I kind of had that uh. Um, that kind of like that personally happened to me because we we were uh, I think Kyle I don't know you you already got sent off to the wash rack yet because I remember you at that post like the we were in Mosul like you were like you yeah were, because I was the last batch of dudes deployed so we got tasked on wash rack yeah I don't know if you were still there yet but it was like a, a month before we had to leave and one of my buddies from basic training uh, from Fort Knox showed up. And he's like, dude, how's Mosul? I was like, bro, it's calm as fuck now, man. Like we rolled, like we rolled through here and fucked this. It was city up. though. It was. I was like, it's safe as shit. And I saw him in the defect. And dude, actually, three... if you're listening and you're wondering, you can actually check this. You can check the stats of of the you know the war in Iraq and Mosul and was that 2007, 09. Yeah. That shit was held down very 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 well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, heavy company. I mean, uh, a heavy company sent the last tank tank range down range in combat so like so yeah I, I told him i was like bro it's the safest it's ever been like it's so it's so calm and then he i saw him in the defect i said bye to him i was like yeah i'm about to get on the plane here in a couple days dude i i we landed on my birthday in maine uh from kuwait and then um i some somehow we found out that that unit got blown up the day after we left oh. like they're their comp, their 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 full. He was a full board colonel's driver or lieutenant colonel's driver, dude. They got blown up. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, yeah that's wild, dude. I, 
again, like I said, when I came back from R and R, dude, I just I felt like I had this like it was just this gut feeling. You know what I mean? Like shit was just about to turn and then, you know, Cop Shocker got hit, fucking just it was you know, it was just it seemed like I don't know, it was just getting worse, worse and worse, you know. So Absolutely. Yeah. So um when you so when you got back, um I know where did you go after heavy company? Because you you left after that, right? Like you left so, that unit or you got orders out of that unit. Nah, so I, I hate to use the word disbanded, but you know, everybody in heavy company kinda went their separate ways. So Oh yeah. Yeah, so they sent me and Marina to Eagle Troop and uh we were there and then that that's when Fucking, it was third, you know, transitioning from third ACR to third CR. To third CR, yeah. Yeah, so you had- yeah I got I got a taste of that. That's third CR is the one that kicked me out, not yeah. third ACR. Uh, so they had all these 11 Bravos coming in, man. They put me and Marino with uh, Eagle Troop and with third tank platoon. And that tank platoon, like, shrunk even more. Then they put us in... Uh, uh, HHT because they were going to train us on the MGSs for the strikers. Uh, so it just like, it just went here and then just crashed, dude. It was just, yeah. Like I, like my more. Yeah. So they didn't really have nothing left to do for tankers in that unit. It wasn't, it wasn't armored cab no more. The A in case you don't know is armored. Yeah. So the third went from third armored cavalry unit to third cavalry unit. And yeah. And like, ain't no, uh, ain't no use for the tankers anymore. Yeah, man. And so, and it was me and like two other guys. I can't remember who they were, but we were like, we were a capping dude. We were getting out, and so like they would go. They had ranges for these the guys to go do you know the training and shit like that. And so they'd put us and you know we'd go do these these FTXs and we would sit in the fucking tents and listen to radios and that's what we did for like the last like three or four months. So. I mean, it, it is what it is, but, yeah, I was just kind of like, dude, I'm over this. I'm like, and then fucking officers, dude, these butter bars coming in here, man. Like, they came in day one and thought they were General fucking Patton. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> like, right. They came in after everything's done. Yeah. The whole, you know what I mean? Like, all the hard shit's done, and they're like, I'm in charge yeah. now. Like, all right, Lieutenant Cox. Like, we got you. <laughs> it was like I don't like what the fuck is going on. Like that's what I tell people. Like I, just, I always people always work like what was army? You know, deployment army or you know post army or post deployment. I said because that right there, I witnessed right there two different armies. Deploy me again a hundred times. Yeah, like before deployment. Deploy me again. Yeah. Four free meals a day. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. We got work from this time to this time. We might get to, I don't know. We might get to do something different. I don't know. Yeah. Like, then it turned into, let's go play, have a football tournament. And then, like, everybody's got to show up to the Chingy concert on Friday. A full accountability. Fuck off. Dude. Let me sit in my fucking room and be depressed. Like, <laughs> sucks. You know, it's like, like before deployment, like, you know, he failed the fucking APFT, you know, done fat boy people, whatever. Dude, like, now, like, after deployment, he failed the APFT. They're like, you're 
fucking ass out, dude. I'm telling you. It's like, why aren't you not helping these soldiers, man? Like, take care of your fucking people. They are done with them. Yeah, man. And that shit, dude, that right there is the main reason I got out of the army. Because I saw those fucking officers coming in and fucking some of the NCOs. And I was like, dude, fuck y'all, man. Like, y'all do not give a fuck about y'all soldiers. That's why I got out. And that go, I mean, that goes off, that goes back to like that goes back to your direct leadership. I think you had, I mean, white, well, white platoon, white and red platoon, um, had its brand of like badass officers and NCOs. And, I mean, I think red, red platoons NCOs were, I mean, fuck, dude, they were they were some of the because uh, you know I think we talked about um, Faunas before, like we like Kyle met no, actually, Kyle, he's gonna yeah, be on. Yeah, he met them like you meet when you meet when you when I when I met them like you met the you met the man before the rank and that's how they treated you. Yeah. So like yeah, so you you had a great upbringing as far as like what leaders are supposed to look like. I mean, you see all this shit you're surrounded by. Like, no, that's that's not it. <laughs> and then like we had uh, Orban come in, Lieutenant Orban. He came in and like there was it, it, like there was no skip of a beat or anything. Like it just Lieutenant Paulinus went to fourth platoon. Lieutenant Orban came in, and it was just like nothing even changed. Like, that dude was cool as shit. Yeah, that whole group of guys, man. Steve Orban, Billy Follinus, yeah. uh, shit, Dan, Lieutenant Dan Miller. Well, shit, I think Major now or some shit. Well, uh, John Giordano, those, all those all those officers, man. Dude, we were blessed at that time with a lot of good officers. There was, there was a couple. We won't say their names, but we just won't give them the recognition as good officers, you know. But yeah, we had some. We were blessed with some good leadership in that aspect, uh, for sure. And we actually, you know, Billy Follinus reached out, and he's going to be on here in about two weeks. Yeah, he's uh him and uh Orban down in I think Fort Stewart. Uh, I know they're both majors right now, so I still talk to those guys, man. I like I'll send you know I'm like sirs or whatever and they're like Carwell don't call me fucking sir and I'm like Roger sir like you know what I, mean? I will call you sir <laughs> like all sir like or like Major Orban or like Major Fallenus that's all I know like I don't even know y'all's real fucking name you know what I mean? you know one thing about uh about Steve Orban uh that I mean I I always knew he was cool and uh, I just thought of this dude I was on extra duty as I was on my way out. And I think he was the, uh, it was either squadron or regiment, or it was squadron XO, or not, you know, he was the staff duty that yeah. night. So he's in the squadron, you know, chilling. In, so I think he was back in the S offices after the deployment, um, waiting for his next, you know, move. And I just remember, like, seeing him coming in the office. He was just him, go sit down and talk to him, you know. And I, I sit down as Private Turner now and Captain at the time, Orban, and I'm like, fuck, man, you know. Yeah. It's like, what's up, man? You good? I'm like, not really, you know. Like, I'm, I'm getting kicked out, and I don't feel like I deserve it. But you know, and he never, he never made me feel like a dirtbag for it. You know, like everybody else did. Like pretty much 99% of the people. You know, him except for you know him and, and Billy Fallenus. You know, they, they're basically just like, yeah, man. Like they understood that I made a mistake, and I thought that when I went to go fess up to the mistake that I made, that they would understand that. And the, the sergeant major. I walked into the scout sergeant major's office in my tanker boots, like an asshole. And the first thing he says is, "Oh, tanker boots, you're out." I'm like, "Whatever." But yeah. anyways, this was yeah. Uh, besides the point, like yeah, and Steve Orban just it just you don't see leaders like that anymore. And and then yeah, like you said, when you start seeing them come in, just not caring. Uh, I mean, you also see a lot of. Uh, 
you know, me first, leadership yep. too, and that's the kind of shit that really steers people away from anything. Lead, not just, lead the, from not the just back. a fucking, yeah, yeah, not just uh not just the army or like fucking any job, dude. Leadership fucking makes or breaks everything. Dude, you, you guys always had it kind of fucking chilled, and you guys were always pretty dialed in, you know. We had it uh, pretty tight, and we were very dialed in, but it was it was at a cost. <laughs> yeah. So you um. I'll go ahead. So once you once you acap, once you acap, you uh you went back home, right? Yeah, yeah, went back home. Uh, they have like an explorer program, and you're 14. So what it is like a junior firefighter. So you can do everything except go inside and fight fire. So I joined in 2005, uh, 14, and I was in. I done that. And I was like, dude, this is what I'm gonna fucking do, and I get out of army. So I started doing my classes and stuff like that. And uh, then again, I fucking party too much in high school, so joined the army. But luckily, when I got out, I was focused. Like you said, you know, got out. I was disciplined. I mean, I was just, I was ready for it. And so I went and got, uh, finished up my firefighter classes and got my EMT cert. Um, so I didn't do, I was like, I was buckling down on classes. Like EMT usually takes like, like five months, four or five months, like the full program. I got that shit done in two months. So I was in class Monday through Friday, like eight to five for EMT. Then Tuesdays and Thursdays were fire classes at night, so I'd leave EMT and go take my fire classes at night. So I, dude, I was just like pouring fucking just information in my in my head, dude. Between firefighting, hustling, dude. Dude, I was. Did the did the VA pay for all that stuff? Uh, not like if you're with the local fire department, it, it's kind of like you know you can get in. You didn't have to. They didn't pay for anything. The VA did, but uh. It was kind of one of those things you can take your classes on your own. So, um, and the fire department paid for it. But uh, yeah, and after that, I got hired with the fire department here, uh, Lexington, uh, in June of 2013. So, like, I got out, done classes, and like within six months, I had a job. So it was very. Uh, I got very lucky. I was I was very blessed, man. Um, you know, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> So, 2013, you've been a firefighter since 2013. Yep. It's 10 years yep. now, huh? That's crazy, dude. So, uh, yeah, I, I probably, I bet you got, like, more, you know, like, uh, I wouldn't say issues. You probably got more stories from that than you do from, you know, our deployment. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> Just having, like, I don't I, I'll never forget when I was getting out of the army, when I got out, I had a, uh, the chick I was dating at the time, like I was going to move down to South Carolina, like Georgetown, Myrtle beach area. And so I was going to the VA down there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to, get Boston, <laughs> which I was going, but when I got out, you know, going to the VA to disability, all that bullshit, like, you know, I got a letter from the VA from San Diego. It was like, you got anxiety disorder, post-concussion syndrome, and anxiety disorder. I was like, cool, whatever. And so, like, 
talking to the, the psychiatrist or whatever down there. She was like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I'm firefighting. She was like, I don't think that's a good idea. So why the hell not? Well, from what you know, you <laughs> like disorder it. now and then what you'll see in the fire service, that's I don't think that's a good combination. I'm like, well, fucking too bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you're just like, nope, yeah. sorry. Uh, it's my calling. It's what yeah. I want to do, you know. Uh, yeah. And that's awesome, yeah. dude. Uh, that's a, I'm glad you stuck dude, with it. I was, I was you know, doing it, so. I'm what, um, what, what is the, I've always wanted to ask this, I'm, and I'm glad, I'm glad I got a buddy to ask. What is the, do you, are there any similarities between the Brotherhood of the Army and, and, and what you see at the firehouse on a daily basis? Oh, it's funny you say that. Like, it, it's it's hard. Like, an engine company, or like, I'm, you know, where I'm at, I'm at Engine 9. So, like, it, that crew, it's like, a, it, you're tight. Yes, like, the Brotherhood is there because you're I'm with them for 24 hours a day. Saying that, there's some crew, like, or there's some individuals who sit there and like they will talk like mad shit behind your back and then you walk into the office and they're like hey Carwell hey man what's up dude what's up brother and all that you know what I mean and they're two faced it's so and that that's people in general bro that's every that's just yeah everywhere. I know but like when I joined the fire service and I was like the brotherhood is gonna be like the army uh, somewhat but it's more shit talking behind each other's backs. And my thing is like, dude, if you got a fucking problem with somebody, like what did they, what they used to go to the fucking wood line, dude, and fucking take care of it, man. Like the problem, like <laughs> either have a conversation or, or don't. Dude, and it's know. like, don't do, I want somebody, I'm like, I want an officer. If I'm a piece of shit, like I want him to be like, Carwell, you're a fucking piece of shit. Get your fucking shit together. And fucking do your job. Cool. All right, Roger that. I got you. But don't fucking sit there and be like, Cardwell is a fucking piece of shit, you know, to somebody else. And then, like, I walk into the room and I'm like, dude, Cardwell, what's up, buddy, man? How's this, 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 and this, this? You know, it's like, dude, don't be a fucking two-faced, man. Just fucking tell me how it is, you know? But, so, yeah, it's kind of, but not really. Um, what, kind of, but not really. And, uh boys Iraq and all that and me and him's tight uh we're real real tight and, uh we talk about this all the time man uh leadership and the brotherhood and the fire service it's really not the true brotherhood like we experienced man like heavy company dude like it's nothing like that unfortunately well i'm sure you got like at least you know like you said one or two guys though at least you know that you've you know been yeah. close with and i bet it's probably one of those situations where like the more you go through with somebody, the like you really gotta. It's you really kind of gotta prove yourself to people yeah. out there uh, more than kind of in the army because like we know what we all got. I mean, and it should be the same too because you all know what you've been through to get yeah. to where you're at. So you know, yeah, you would you would expect it to be a little more um, brother brotherly or we would say brotherly. We would say yeah. familyhood since you know I know there's women yeah. firefighters as well, so I don't want to exclude anybody. Um, 
because we don't we don't yeah. want to get canceled yeah. ten weeks in. But <laughs> you know, it's like it's like my crew. Like I got promoted last year, and so like my captain and my firefighter, man, like we're tight, like tight. Um, and again, it goes back to like you know your crew kind of deal is it, it, it is how it like that brotherhood. You know what I mean? You get a bunch of firemen to a big ass room, and like you can just hey, sh- sh- like the shit talking going on. It's like, dude, come on now, like be a fucking man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. But yeah, that yeah. sucks. That um, that's good. You still that's good. I mean, I'm yeah. Ever since, cause, I mean, I think I've had you on Facebook forever. But like, watching, I think you're you were one of the first ones I saw that get got out, and I was like, oh shit, he's already he's already fighting fires. Okay, let's go. I, mean, I think it fits your personality. I'm glad I'm glad you chased that and um and whatnot. Great um, So we like you know we. Oh yeah, since Fort the Evening. I'm glad you got it. We um, and you we you mentioned a little bit about what the you know what that letter said from the VA talking about anxiety, and that's, I mean that's that's one of the big things we like to talk about on the podcast is that is that mental health journey. I know you're. I mean, I'm 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 super proud that you were successful from, with it like that short six month period. Did you did you yourself like experience any like drawbacks or anything like that from from the military, or even even with your current job? Like as a fire, like as a fireman, like are are there things that make you, like keep you up at night so, and stuff like that? Like, so let's go back. I'm on. I'm on. Rewind back to that anxiety disorder. So, uh, about three years ago, something like that, I got this letter in the mail. It was like I thought it was like a fraud, but luckily I called. But it's, it was a subcontract for the VA. And they were like, hey, yeah, we need to come in and do a follow-up kind of deal. I was like, cool. So I'll go in there, and uh, she was like, did you get diagnosed with PTSD? I was like, no. She was like, well, don't fill this out. And I remember it was 16 questions, and it was check boxes, right? And so I walk in there. I was probably in there for like a good three hours, three or four hours. And she wanted to know, like, my life before the Army, my life during the Army, and after the Army. And so, like, after, you know, the little session was done, She's like, are you sure you haven't got diagnosed with PTSD? Like, no, nah, I mean, what you know is what I know. I, I don't know. And she was like, well, this this PTSD checklist, she's like, I literally checked off like 13 of the boxes. She was like, the VA kind of screwed you. I said, well, no kidding, I guess, right? It's the VA. So, like, they sent me to, yeah, they oh, sent they me do. to this, this dude down in Charlotte, man, who, like, I walked into his office and the dude had, like, certificates and degrees from all over the fucking world and so like he wanted to know the same thing so i told him he's like i don't understand why you didn't get diagnosed with ptsd i was like dude again man what you know what i know i don't know and so he sent me up and i got a letter and all that and so you know they they bumped me my uh my rate up but you know going back to that question you just asked that six months like my anger and this day it's my anger mostly is what like just the little trigger points now for the longest time i like i wouldn't talk to anybody like i would hold everything in and i felt like me holding it in made me more angry and more angry and more angry and it just yeah it just spiraled man like 
just my anger. Like I was like a ticking time bomb. Um, and luckily my yeah, like that, my yeah. wife now, man, she's awesome. She's my fucking rock, dude. And so like she's helping me like control my anger. And my daughter's like it's it's like a blessing, man. Like straight up. That's good for you. You did and did you would um did you have a moment like during that period where you were like where I mean you said you kept it in was it was there in a specific moment you remember where it just everything just kind of unleashed on one day or one night? Dude, man, I I'll never forget, man. I uh um I got you know I was drinking like really bad. Like I'd work twenty four hours and I'd immediately like go grab a case of beer and start drinking. Like I drink like every night on my days off. And so, like, uh, I remember one, you know, I, my captain at the time down in Lexington, I was texting him, and like, dude, he showed up at my at my town home, and like, yeah, and I had a pistol on. I always kept my pistol, like, because I don't know who's going, you know, answering the door and all that. So I always kept my pistol, like, on my nightstand or with me, like, wherever I go in the house. And like, he saw that, and he was like, dude, I ain't gonna fucking kill myself, but you know, that kind of threw some red flags up to him, so. Um, they, you know, EAP, so I went to EAP and done all that, the employee assistant program where they, you know, you know, help you with mental health illness or with anything to that nature. So they sent me on to that. And that's kind of one of those things if they notice something that's out of place or if you're not acting right or something's up, they, they send you there without, you know, they kind of voluntold you, you know, that you're going kind of deal. So, but yeah. Yeah. Like pretty much like go do this or we can't clear you to come yeah. back to work yeah. type deal. So. I mean, that's good for them because they want to make sure, you know, they want to make sure they're sending you out there in the right situations yeah. as well. Uh, but yeah, like did that yeah, help though? I mean, yeah, it, it helped in a way, but like, it, it was still kind of the same bullshit. I felt like it was more paperwork than they, I was there at our session and he just broke down and was like, all right, if you want to come back, you can, but it's up to you kind of deal. And it's like, I left there and I was like, maybe you should tell me to come back. Like, you're not really, was you even listening or was you over there just drawing? Like, what the fuck? Don't give, don't give soldiers a choice because we're not, we're not, we're going to be like, no. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll call you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like Yeah, I I learned that I learned that the hard way. Like don't give me a choice when it comes to something important. Tell me to do it or I'm not going to fucking do yeah. it. I mean again, like my biggest thing was like was my anger. Like I just dude, I I I'll never forget I put a my town home like I just I snapped and I put a fucking huge ass hole in my fucking wall like just punching it just because of my anger man it was just the shit I was going through yeah man I actually I mean I still even to this day like actually to this day like I still have a problem controlling my anger in situations where I feel like I'm like hurt or like um, I don't know like where I feel like I don't know, where I feel, like, slighted in any situation. Like, I I tend to just go off the fucking handle, bro. Like, not like I would hurt anybody, but, like, I just have to yell out my frustrations. Like, I'm a very vocal kind of angry, too. So, 
if I'm like motherfucking motherfucking and all of a sudden like it get as I'm getting angrier I'm getting louder next thing you know like I live in a small town they could probably hear my shit on the yeah. other side of it yeah. sorry you know like I'm not gonna apologize for who the fuck I am man like cause at the same at the, at the end of the day like well it's hard it's hard enough being me like I can't imagine like being close to me being yeah. friends with me <laughs> like but hey uh, you know it's it's I don't want to say like it, it's it's not it's not our fault you know not to say that it's it's not an issue we shouldn't be in control of like you know like we're all sitting here talking about like we need to focus that in but like it ain't a, yeah. it ain't a sprint it's not a sprint yeah. it's a fucking marathon and if you don't have the circle or the support around you to kind of like point you in that right direction and just, I don't know, do the small things that kind of help reaffirm that you're doing good in your own, so, you know, it's, it's hard. My, it can get kind of tough. So, I mean, it, it sounds like you kind of have that yeah, support system. See, like, that's my good. thing, man, is like for the longest time, I wouldn't talk. Like, I wouldn't talk to anybody. And it just built up and built up and built up. And then somebody can say one, you know, something to me and I did, I would snap. Like I, I wouldn't say I'd black out, but like, like I would snap on somebody, and then like, yeah, what just happened? You know what I mean? Like, dude, one of my buddies about got in a bar fight with dude. I literally had that glass. Like I chugged this beer because he just was starting shit, dude, and I just completely zoned out, dude. I grabbed that beer and I about fucking hit it on his fucking head, and like. Luckily, some people, like, split us up, but, like, I was just going to fucking fuck that dude up and not give a shit, man. I mean, but again, now I just, I talk about things, you know what I mean? Because, again, if I hold it in, it just it just builds up, and it's a ticking time bomb. Yeah, true power to that. I mean, talking's... I mean, yeah. that's why we do what we do now, like, or that's why we do this. Talking, 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 um, you know, it's great medicine sometimes oh, yeah. just to air it out. And um, so have you, um, uh, how long have you been married now? Five years. How long? My bad. Within that, within that fight, like, uh. So, did, you mean, does your wife know everything about, like, this yeah. stuff you went through yeah, in Iraq and I stuff like that? Like, if she has questions, you know, like, uh, she'll, I'll talk to her. And, uh, again, it helps. Yeah. That's I awesome. My, oh, yeah. My support. So. What, Carl, what would be one thing that you could give? Uh, um, actually, you know what? Let me let me pause that before I ask that question. Um, what was I going to ask? I was going to ask you about firefighting stuff. Like, um, have you been around? Have you been around people that, uh, like, within the first responder world, firefight EMT world, that have like, um, that have had those like. Cause I'm sure you guys, I'm sure there are situations that y'all see shit at least once, at least once a week. I'm sure y'all see stuff. Um, it, like me and Kyle have talked about it before. Like, you know, we're like, we, we sign you sign up for a basic, we sign up for like a basic four year contract and we could just do just that. We deploy one time or twice or three times. And then we got, we have our entire life yeah. to deal with it. 
to deal with the, the outcomes of, of how we came back uh, uh, bent, not broken, but bent. Um, so we have our entire life to deal with that versus um, first responders where like you see something on Monday and it's like, holy shit, and then you're back again on Tuesday. Like, like how, like how y'all, how do you navigate through so, stuff like that? Have y'all uh, ever heard of uh, GBRS group? All right, so uh, GBRS group is a uh, there. It's two guys that were uh, Dev Guru, uh, Silt Team Six, uh, Cole Fackler and DJ Shipley, and those guys, like, I mean, obviously they're Silt Team Six, and they've seen shit, done shit, like, you know what I mean. But I watched a video of DJ Shipley, and he talked about uh, compartmentalization and how like you like anything bad that happens to you or whatever, like you just put it in that box and like just go like just just put it there and just leave it and just like drive on to continue on and you know forget about it or try not to let your emotions like you know you go back to that box and it's like dude what the fuck or man i can't believe that fucking happened or you know so i guess that's our thing is like we just kind of something happens and we kind of just it, it goes away. Like we don't talk about it or like talking about it, I guess, you know, to some people. Yeah. So, Oh, okay. It's kind of, kind of, kind of just like that unsaid yeah. thing. Like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. We're going to deal with it. I mean, I guess that, that'd be the way you kind of have to do it, man. Like you got, I mean, the yeah. job goes on no matter what, you know, yeah. like, you lose a buddy in a fire. I mean, and the house next door catches fire yeah. at the same time. Like, what are you going to do? And like, I, you know, one of, uh, and I'll never forget. I, I've seen a lot of fucked up shit since I've been in the fire service, but there's this one call I'll never forget to the day I died. We got dispatch. It was in the, it was dispatch has an allergic reaction. And, uh, my captain at the time, I'm his engineer now. So I'm, you know, he's my boss again, but, um, I'll never forget, and I don't, you see a lot of these guys who will fucking sprint as hard as they can, you know what I mean, like to the front door, and I'm like, I, I move with a purpose. But this dad came up to me, he wasn't screaming, but he was just like, help, man, help, help, help. And I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, I'm coming, you know. And I remember I was walking into this, the front door, and I'll never forget the screams, man. This, this mom was just like screaming, like, bloody fucking murder like screaming and so like i just remember seeing her screaming and like i didn't even pay attention to the little girl that was on the couch like it didn't even i didn't even like look over there you know and i immediately went to go grab uh the epi to inject her with the proper dosage of the epi and dude i remember i turned around and i saw that little girl like just fucking blue dude just dead and I drove, I rode into the hospital breathing for her, like, the entire way. And, like, just, like, she, I mean, she, there's nothing we could have done. Like, she, she fucking died. But, um, and so, like, that was in April of 2020. Yeah, it was April of 2021. And, like, I, I you know, I found out I was going to be a dad in February of 2021. And so, like, like, all this shit starts going into my head. Of like, dude, what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you can. Y'all know y'all are parents too, but 
like just all this yeah yeah Yeah, dude i get the chills just thinking about like that to this day my cats and i we kind of like that call fucked me up for probably two weeks straight like for two weeks dude i just was like like i'd come home and like oh hey can you do the addition with it and i just like sit on the couch and I'd fucking, like, drink a six-pack, man, and not even, like, just completely, like, void her out, void everything out. And then finally, like, she was like, hey, you know, what happened? And, you know, I, I told her. But after telling her, it's like, and talking to people about it, like, y'all now, it's just, you know, it's one of those things you just kind of, um, part of the job kind of deal. Yeah, definitely. yeah, man, it seems like you did everything you possibly could have done, man. Uh, I mean, it's, I couldn't imagine that shit. Uh, like, from the parents' from the parents' perspective, from your perspective, uh, I mean, I just, you know, knowing you, knowing damn well, like, you did everything you possibly could have done. Yeah, that's, and that's not something, I mean, I'm, I don't think I, I don't think anyone in their right mind could ever ask you to forget something like that, because that, that's, I don't think you could ever try, even try, but definitely, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you talk about it, or you talk to your wife about it. There's something about these wives, man, like airing it out, um, or just, you know, having someone to air it out to. Anyway, um, there's something about just getting out in the air. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you found that outlet. I'm glad she's your rock for sure. You if know, you, one of those things, man. Like, like I worked last Thursday, dude, and we had like two, you know, two deaths right there. Like, I mean, so, like. It's one of those things, man, it's when somebody dies, like, and, like, their family comes and start, and, dude, it's just, like, a, it's a, it's a very hectic scene for them, but, like, when they're sitting there and, like, screaming at you to do something, and you sit there and look at them, and it's, like, or sir or ma'am, like, there's nothing I can do, and, like, how angry they get at you, and then blaming you, and it's, like, in your head, it's, like, dude, just... You know what I mean? He's he or she's in their emotions. I mean, this is something happened. I understand, but and so it's one of those things that you get back on the fire truck and it's like, dude, man, this fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I had two, I worked Thursday at like DOA's Thursday, and it's like, man, this fucking blows. Do you get? Uh, here's um. This might be a loaded question. So, do you do you get numb to death with them? Well, how much you, with how much you've experienced it in the last ten years? I'm sure. Are you numb to yep. death? Like straight up. Like it, it, it's almost to a point to where, uh, like after we leave a scene, like doing like CPR for like an hour. Like I mean, you just and we get on the truck and it's like. All right, what y'all gonna do for dinner tonight? You know what I mean? Because it's that kind of dude. I mean, I'm not trying to say that, but it's just you, that, that. Yeah. It's no. Like yeah. Like you just like, have to. Just. Yeah. You, we do what we can. Drive on. You know what I mean? Let's focus on the next one. Kind of deal. Yeah. That's nuts, man. I couldn't imagine that shit. I mean, but at the same time, like, I could because if I was in that situation, you know, I'd, 
I'd probably be able to adapt to that mentality just because, like, you know, kind of like, well, when you kind of live that life yeah. of the mission, you know, like the mission is the mission and, and you know, nothing comes before it yeah. when you're truly called to serve like that. And, um, you know, and I think I think there's really like a special place in, in fucking heaven or whatever people believe for, you know. Uh, first responders and and shit like that man i i mean we talked about it yesterday like my brother he is uh he's a dispatcher uh so i mean i know he's he's already dealt with quite a bit in the two years he's been doing that um but again like i couldn't imagine putting myself in that situation uh again i just don't think i'm built for it anymore emotionally (laughs) you you never know dude you never know because when I, yeah, when, when shit happens, I still find myself pretty calm, cool, and collected. Like, when yeah. it's, like, real shit, like, when no, really yeah. something is going on, it's like, yo, I'm the one you need to fucking look at right now because no one, like, everyone's going to be like, what did you do? I'm like, you fucking sit down. You come out here. Let's all get the fuck out of here. I remember when I was in, uh, I remember when I was in nursing school, like, um, we were doing, like, a, we were doing a rotation at, a, a, like, a senior, like, a senior, senior day, uh, living center or something like that, and, and, like, uh, the code blue alarm goes off and of course like we all just like run to it like we're running just so we can get our hands on this person which is like hindsight 2020 is a little crazy but uh but we're getting there and someone's like <laughs> and this and this chick's like so who wants to take over compressions i'm like ah, oh, fucking me <laughs> and, I was like, and it, it, there's something about like feeling a grown man's like rib break as you're doing chest compressions and you're just like holy fuck cool and they're like Casey, you good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Hey, grab those scissors. Like, as I'm like, grab the scissors out of my pocket and start cutting the shirt off. Like, because the paramedics are about to get here. <laughs> like, it's insane. And y'all don't think bad about me, okay? But my buddy, man, like, he got promoted this past go around. But, like, we worked together at Engine 3. And if we got dispatched to a cardiac arrest, man, like, we would literally sit there and have a competition of chest compressions. Like, straight up. And like they they hook up to the monitor, like you can literally see the fucking heart rate, and like they'll tell you to like stop, check the pulse. You check, it's like no pulse, like dude, man. Like you keep going again, it's like yeah, I can make that line move faster than you. G, let's go. You know what I mean? That's like, and we would like sit there and have competitions. I know that sounds bad, but it's like at the heat of the moment, kind of feeling. You know? Yeah, doing everything you can. <laughs> it's hey, it's what it's what it's a coping mechanism as you know i get it we get it as fucked up as it sounds uh, yeah. it's a coping mechanism but i'm sure everyone listening to this you know i'm sure they're yeah. they, they're right there with you man they get it hopefully otherwise we got the they're listening to the wrong show <laughs> yeah hey carl well, i gotta ask you real quick if you could if you could give any if you could get if you could give um, any service members? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give this a two-part question, just because uh, you're first, uh, you're a first responder. If you could give any service member getting out of the military right now any any advice, what would it be? That's the first one. And then the second question: um, What would you? What advice would you so give to young firefighters part, now? The first part, I'd be like, if you get out and you are dead set on doing something, then fucking go do it. Like, don't sit and be like. Well, I think I want to do this, or I think I want to do that. No, it's like, if you're fucking, you're getting out, have a reason you're getting out, or it's like, hey, you know, I want to go be a fucking, go get my bachelor's and go 
be a project manager for this construction company. It's like, well, fucking go do it. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as I got out of the army, I was like, I'm going to be a fucking fireman. I'm going to do everything in my power to be a fucking fireman. And so, yeah, that's my advice. It's like, get out and go do something. No matter what it is, just go do something. Keep your mind occupied. Yeah. Get the ground running. Um, the second part, what I tell young firefighters is like, people, so like, firefighters, teachers, police officers, like, we don't get paid shit. And people, we have these young guys and girls that will come in and recruit school and they'll get their first paycheck and they're like, dude, fuck this. I can't live off this. And it's like, dude, if you're going to be a firefighter, a police officer, paramedic, whatever, you don't do it for the money. I promise you I don't do it for money. Bro, I'll tell you this. When I got out, I got hired at Lexington. When I saw my first paycheck, I was like, dude, this is what I made in the Army. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? Like, and then, like, I, dude, yeah. like nothing's changed. Like, yeah. And then, like, I got hired on that. Like, I already know how to live off this, man. I can live off dog shit. I love it. I was like, this is what I'm talking about, man. And I'm like, these people are bitching about money. I'm like, look at this. Paper. You know what I mean? Like, but again, it's like, but like, I don't do it for the money. The guys I work with don't do it for the money. So do it for the right reasons. Don't, don't, I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen guys, like, even I went to, like, they're like, fuck this. I, I ain't get paid nothing. It's like, and fucking get out of here, dude. Nobody wants you here. How did you not know what the pay scale was before you signed up? I'm telling you, man, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can Google that shit right now. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Not for me. Seems like a lot for a little. But, you know, but I don't have that calling. You know, like like you said, like, if you're doing what you love and that's what you want to do, it ain't ain't about the money. Never about the money. Yeah. I love this shit. We don't get paid a penny. you love what you do, then fucking just keep going, dude. Drive on. Hell yeah, dude. Carl, I mean, college, unless you got any other questions, I think, I mean, I appreciate you coming on and, and like, sharing your story and and, and, um, and connecting with us on your firefighting stuff. It's it's um, definitely an eye-opener for sure about, you know, the stuff you've been through and, and um, sharing those experiences. So I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, happy you're, I'm happy you're at where you're at. You actually chased something, got after it, got it, and... Um, you know, wife and kid still got that damn accent. Yeah. That's cool as shit. Yeah, I'm telling you. Know. Hey. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm I glad y'all had me on here. I really enjoyed it. You guys, man, I miss seeing all y'all. Man, just, dude, I tell everybody, dude, I, I fucking miss heavy company, man. Like, those days down in Texas, dude. I mean, those were some of the best times right there, bro. Yeah, that was the best. I missed I missed Fort Hood, dude. Them them good old days for sure. Um, Fort Hood sucks, but you know it is what you make out of it. Yeah, you know, we had a, we had a good group of guys, man. And a lot, of, you know, to to prove how good those guys are. I mean, like I'd say ninety yeah. percent of our guests so far have been those guys. You know, with with the full intention of having more. I mean, I want to talk to Moreno. I want to talk to all the guys from 
anybody that wants to get on. But I mean, like ultimately, uh, I know it was good to have you on too because we kind of wanted to springboard into other uh, like with that first responders and kind of have more first responders on to talk with them too. Um, So I know like that'll kind of help bring the audiences together a little bit, um, which would be great because I know there's probably a lot of veteran firefighters as well. Um, I mean, like just any first responders too, man, we'd love to hear your stories. We'd love to get you on. We'd love to let you, let you tell your, tell your piece and, you know, uh, shit. Again, man, like I, I said, love this like, shit. you know, <laughs> first responders, man, like they, like yeah, like me being in the army and yeah, deployed and all that. But there's a lot of guys and girls. I'll say that. Sorry, I don't want to get canceled. But like they, they'll go, and they'll get on the truck and like they'll run their first yeah. call, and it's like, like the worst thing they have ever seen in their life, or they ain't never seen you know nothing like that before, and it's just like. You know, they that that mental health issue starts kicking in, and they. I mean, you can you can tell something, and so they for us they're pushing like huge, like mental health. Like we got peer support. Like uh, like after a, like a, a bad call, you know what I mean. Like peer support's immediately like available. Um, I mean, like the other night they had four uh, people killed in a car crash. I mean, just it's one of those things like it's there's always somebody there to listen you know what i mean like don't be afraid to talk that's the biggest thing it's like just tell them how you feel or just you know say what's on your mind like if if this if you're angry about something then tell me why you're angry and i'll listen and you know we can resolve it from there you know that's when i got promoted last year you know the the first thing i immediately thought about was uh, Orban and followers and like their leadership and if like tomorrow I'm riding in charge and like I'll tell the guy straight up like I don't give a fuck about the patient I don't give a fuck about anything else except making sure you go home to your wife and kid making sure you go home to your wife and kid nothing else that's all I care about and that's I mean and that is like my mentality like leadership is huge for me and um I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, like, the greatest at all, but, like, I just – I'm going to put my guys' needs and want them all. And, yeah, there's some guys in the fire you know, department officers who are not like that, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah. Well, shit, man. Uh, again, man, thank you so much for coming oh, yeah. and chatting with us, dude. We look forward to having you on again soon and uh, just keeping up with you and staying in touch. Uh, we appreciate oh, yeah. appreciate you listening. Appreciate you coming on again. Uh, and that's for everybody else, man. We, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, constantly. Don't hang up. Sharing and supporting. Bowden's got something else. No, I'm saying like when you stop the record. Oh. I was telling Carl not to, not to hang up. The oh, mug. <laughs> Yeah, just keep it. Keep All right, it. guys. God bless. Good night.